my connection just kicked me off. <laughs> All right, connection, if you're gonna do that, let's do it now and not in the middle of Thursday Thyroid Talks. Hey, sorry, it said, it said your connection failed. And it just like kicked me off. I was like, oh, okay, well, let's make sure that doesn't happen in the middle of speaking to Belle. So um, please angels watch over and bless our connection so that we can have an amazing Thursday Thyroid Talks like we always do. So, um, where is, okay. Welcome everyone. I'm coach Sarah Joy and this is my series, Thursday Thyroid Talks. Um, I am here. I show up weekly every Thursday at 11, 11 a.m. to provide you with thyroid warriors and their life experiences, their stories, their struggles, real shit that people are going through, women are going through every single day. And my inspiration behind this series is to be able to decrease the gap that so many women that are struggling with their health feel every single day with hopelessness, isolation, and like, one of my favorite community members said, being out on thyroid island. It's really hard. It's really hard to feel alone. It's really hard to have no one to talk to. And this is my way of us all coming together, supporting each other, loving each other, and letting you know you're not alone at all. So... This series is sponsored by my company, Coach Share Joy Limited Liability Company, and it is Coach Share Joy is my personal one-on-one -on -one coaching service where I provide 90 days of coaching to you in my program, Energy for Life, and I help guide and support women who are serious about overcoming their thyroid issues holistically and are looking to restore their health happiness and life. So shall we dive in? Today's warrior is, oh, you guys are all so strong and brave in your own stories. And every single one of you, when you tell me what's going on and what you've been through, I just am in awe of you and how strong you are and you guys that's why I love I actually really love the word word and the term warrior thyroid warriors because you gotta be strong to go through this shit it is hard hard emotionally mentally and spiritually and so I would like to invite Belle to come on just send me your um your request button and I'll accept it her story is going to blow you away. Just the little bit I got yesterday was like, wow. Here she is. All right, connection. It says waiting. I'm going to take these off. Hi. Sorry for my voice. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, you told me you were, you were sick last week. Is you yeah. got a cold or something? 
I'm positive for COVID right now. So that's why my throat is like that. But it's oh. I have to in here to make it a little bit better. Good, good. Well, I'm glad you're recovering and yeah. feeling better. Hi, everyone that's joining. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I'm having a hard time seeing you because of the comments. Hopefully it'll go down. All right. Well, why don't you um, start at the beginning and tell us your name, where you're from, and then you can start at the very beginning of your thyroid journey and what you've been through. Well, my name is, well, my actual name is Belen, but it's really difficult for English people to pronounce it. So I just, my nickname is Belle. Um, I'm 23. Uh, I was born in Uruguay. I moved to Spain when I was six. Uh, and I, uh, a, a few months ago, I decided to move to England. <laughs> so I'm sorry to disappoint, but I don't have the English Londoner accent. <laughs> it's still super cute to me. I don't know the difference. <laughs> You're adorable. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, Question. Do I have an accent to you? I think you do. You do? I, I do, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Because to me, obviously, to each of us, we all sound normal, right? <laughs> yeah, but you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that sounds like a fun place. Yeah, and the beginning of my thyroid story. Uh, well, it was actually before I was born. My mom has thyroid. She had um, hippo, and then it changed to hippo. Uh, because of she was pregnant with me, actually. Uh, so when I was born, you know, the newborn book that you have to check all of the vaccine that the baby has and the checks and like tests and stuff. Um, so every time she had a doctor appointment, she would ask what's going on with her thyroid. And I was like three months old. She was already worrying about it, but everything was fine. They were all the time checking and everything. Um, and even when I got my period, I got, I got it really, really early. And when I was uh, about 12, um, I had some problems with my period. And they were already checking, like, what's going on? Is it tired again? And we checked again when I was 15 again. Like, all the time we were checking. But everything was fine. How did that make you feel? Um, that she was so worried about it and always checking? Um, on one hand, it's like, okay, she really worries about me, so it's fine. But on the other hand, it's like... Does she want me to have the disease? <laughs> like, yeah. it's like all the time checking. It's like you're making me feel um, like ill, even though I'm still not. Um, but after going through the whole journey and suffering that much, I understand why she carried that. Like, she worried that much. Um, so uh, the actual disease started in like around July, August 2019. Um, but that time, I, I've always been a little bit chubby, like, it's fine. Uh, but that time, I was in my, like, best moment, kind of, because I started being, like, really, really nutritious, like, eating really good, doing lots of exercise and stuff. So I started losing weight, and I actually did my homework, and I made kilograms into pounds, so mm. American people can understand what I mean. Um, but that time, I was pretty, I was the thinnest I've been, which is 70 kilos, which is around uh, like 160 pounds, 160 pounds. Um, 
which I'm five five, but five five, yeah, five five, five three, five five, something like that. One meter sixty five centimeters. Um, so it was pretty good. But then I started gaining a lot of weight, and my hair started to to like to fall all the time, and being so like sick. I had yeast infection. I had wee infection. I had lots of like muscles problems, um, like a lot a lot of problems, being off of work all the time. And my doctor couldn't, like, they didn't realize that all of those symptoms together, they meant thyroid. Mm. And it, it was in my, like, in my medical uh, problems, like mother and grandmother with thyroid, but they've never checked. And we didn't really realize about it the, at that time. Which and, is interesting because your mom was so hyper aware about it. Yeah. And then when you did start getting symptoms, it was like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So you were, okay, so your mom was was hyper when she was pregnant with you. And like, and like in her life growing up prior to you being born, was she on medication as well? Yeah. She's been in, in Libotyroxine. I don't know how to pronounce it. Levothyroxine, yeah. Okay, um, so that's just Synthroid. Um, and then... So she was like, having you check, worried, 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 and you were good until around like 25 when you were trying to be your healthiest Yeah, was when the symptoms actually started coming on. Okay. And like the things that none of us realized that those symptoms were the actually yeah. the thyroid. Um, not even my doctor. So the... I was working, I'm a scout leader in Spain. So I was in a scout camp um, and I was actually doing um, a few more camps during the, 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 the Christmas year. And but I was really, really, really tired all the time. Mm -hmm. So normally I'm the one active, like, let's go, let's take the kids for a hike and stuff like that. And by that moment, I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move a leg and I would be so tired. I was brushes, like four of them, like, it was off. I started to, to really, to, to really swollen. Like I was completely swollen. Like you've seen the picture. Well, I think everybody has. Yeah, and your abdomen. Your abdomen was very protruded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That must have been really painful. Yeah, it actually was. My my legs and my arms were all the time like, um, like be. I couldn't feel them. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah, I couldn't pick up um like heavy stuff because I was too tired and stuff. Um, and actually, actually, um, I hope there's no kids in here. I don't think so. But my 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 sexual life went from this to like this. I did not want to. I just thought about myself, about like disgusting. I was actually in depression. Yeah, I've suffered about bulimia and depression before, and I've actually tried to suicide and stuff. Um, and I was going through the same journey that time. I was like, Mom, I do want to kill myself. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. I, w I was in a relationship at that time, but I felt no loved. I felt like I was disgusting. I was ugly. I was fat. It's like, and I actually was concerned, like, do I need to go to like a serious, like, um, like mental hospital? Because I, I don't know, losing my head. That was the most, like, the thing that my mom was the most concerned about, like what's going on with her mental health. Yeah. This is why we have to share our stories. Yeah. It's totally yeah. why. Like, yeah. I just, I wish I, someone would have told me, like, listen, yeah. you're, 
is because of this. Um, and then the 31st of December, New Year's Eve of 2019, um, I was going to, the, to that scout, like to that camp. Um, uh, it was in the morning, then, you know, in Spain we have the nap time after lunch. So uh, I walked till two, and then I had a few, a few hours off, and then at five I had to go back. So I went home, I took a nap, and I, went, and I was living with my nana by that, by that time. I woke up from my nap. I couldn't feel my legs. I was so terrified. Like, nana called my mom. I don't feel my legs. I cannot move my legs. Like, what's going on? Um, wow. Like, so we were, like par paralysis. Like, like, like paralysis. Like completely paralyzed. Like wow. I couldn't. Um, like I, I did not know what was going on. Uh, so we went to the hospital. They checked me because I lived in a small town. So they did a few tests, and then they were like, "Okay, to the big hospital in the big city." We went to the big city at eight at night. They still had no idea what it was. Because they did blood test, but only vitamins and stuff. So they never. So they started to do like, um, like really serious tests and spending a lot of money, when the easiest thing would have been just to do a complete blood test, and check check the thy thyroid. Um, I was in the hospital for like ten days, and actually, because it's Christmas time time and stuff, there were not that many doctors. So I was just in there. They were trying to figure out what it was because my kidney was giving me problems because of thyroid. Um, that's why it was swollen. Like, and that's why I couldn't feel my legs because um, I was so swollen. My, one of my nerves from my back was touched. And then I couldn't feel anything in my legs. And that's why. Um, they had yeah. no... And I do remember the 4th of January... It was my mom and I, and a doctor came in the middle of the night telling her, we have no idea what it is. We're trying to check if it's leukemia. How do you tell a mom that with, without making sure it is? Like, no, because you're making, you're going to make her worried. And then if it's not, and obviously it was not. Um, so it was. So uh, wait a second. Your mom again being so worried since you were literally born. She at that moment when you were in the hospital, she never once said check her thyroid. No. Oh man, it was just totally under the radar. I think, I think we, at that moment we were already that worried because it was really weird, really, really weird. weird. They had no yeah ends. Um. So we never thought about that. And we were really worried yeah. that we never thought, like, we were, just couldn't think about anything. We were just so worried. And I was trying to be strong and pretend, like, I'm not worried. I don't care. It's just nothing. Because my mom was really worried. And my mom was trying to show her worried while, while she was really. Um, so, yeah. So you're the one here. You can't walk. You can't move. You're bloated. You're suffering. You're in the hospital. And you're protecting your mom's feelings. You poor thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see why she she wouldn't have said anything because that all sounded so, so, so serious yeah. that, it, yeah, it would be like, this has got to be something big feeling, you know, like huge and not just like, let's check our thyroid and see what's going on. Yeah. You know, they, they did a blood test. They actually did too. The first day I went to the hospital and then a few late, days later and we, but we did not know that it was not a full blood test. Oh. 
I got my blood out and they tested. So we thought, okay, there's nothing wrong with the blood. And then what it is. Um, so that's also actually also why I thought, like, I think none of us consider thyroid as an option. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but then the 7th of January, uh, we got, uh, like, I got it diagnosed. Hypo. What was uh, your TSH? Uh, 0.06. That's not very bad. Oh. Oh, wait, you might have different a different range system than here in the uh, state. In Spain, it must be 0.50-something, like in between uh, 0.50-something till 2.50-something, okay. and 0.06. Okay. Which they told me, like the doctor that um, gave me the diagnosis, he told me that he has been a doctor for 20 years, and mine was the worst he has ever seen. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. not like the best thing you want to hear. Yeah, no. And also, <laughs> you're like, uh. Thinking about, they did not discover it because of, they were be good doctors. They discovered it because of my kidney. Because yeah. I went because of my kidney was not working, so I couldn't walk. But all of the problems that my thyroid gave me, they never decided to do a blood test. Yeah. But I could just, if I wouldn't complain about the kidney stuff, I would have never got tested. What would have happened? You and know? you would have been that person sent home, told, we don't know what's wrong with you. And yeah. you were already on the brink of suicide. Yeah, exactly. And wow. maybe, like, who knows? Like, it's something that obviously I don't want to think about right now. Um, but I've always uh, considered mental health an important thing. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And someone that is telling you, I think I'm depressed, I want to kill myself. You better that serious even though if you think that person's lying you just at least try to check if it's a lie or not yeah yeah you have to explore that you can't just brush that off no <laughs> wow so yeah. that was a huge blessing that yeah. you got that you got that diagnosis you got that reveal because it was able to kind of like bring the situation under control and help you guys all get some peace of mind over what's going on and then okay what what next what do we do next so after that i was a few more days in the hospital with uh 250 milligrams of uh level thyroxine yeah. um to check the process was going okay and then after a few days they sent me home with uh the highest you can get in Spain, which is 125 a day. Um, and I've been taking that after six months, I was meant to take a, a test and check if everything was okay. But then COVID arrived. Uh, so my last blood test was in February, which was only a month after my, my everything. And the doctor appointment was the 17th of March um, by phone. Obviously, he could not say anything by the test in February. Uh, so they were like, okay, we'll, we'll check when COVID's it's over. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And then I, thank God, I was working. So I had a private insurance as well. So they checked in, private, in the private insurance before, like in October, um, which was the time that I moved to England. 
because if not, I wouldn't be able to do anything and check anything. Um, but yeah, and thank God by that time in October I was okay. So we we thought that maybe when it was okay, we could have just um, make the dose lower. But they yeah. said, it's okay how it is, so I cannot touch it. It has to stay like this. Um, and by, like by now... Did, did your symptoms start decreasing after you started that dose? Yeah, some of, some of them. What did it help? What symptoms did it help with? Uh, so I immediately started feeling a little bit less tired, having a little bit more energy. Um, my kidney started working. So I lost some weight. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I started to feel like a little bit better emotionally and stuff because I understood that it was not my depression. It was just my thyroid. Like my body was working against me. Um, well, exactly. And I, I, I can resonate with that a lot. That type of depression, I do believe there's people that struggle with depression and then there's like onset depression because of what you've been going through. And when I was, when I started hitting my lowest point, I went to my doctors and he's like, you need to go to your therapist. You need to see a therapist. And I'm like, no, I don't have depression. I have all these symptoms. And he's like, I will not talk to you until you go to a therapist. So I went to the therapist and was very clear of like, look, I don't have the type of personality to just be depressed. I'm a very positive, optimistic person. But all of this is happening in my life that could be causing me to be sad because when you don't feel good, you're not happy, yeah. right? And so she gave me the proper diagnosis of like maybe temporary onset depression, which I was very grateful for. So, cause like, I didn't want that stamped on me for life. Oh, she's just depressed, you know? Yeah. And then the doctor treats you differently. Like, oh, you're just depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you recognize that. And that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, that was the biggest journey, actually. The, the, the mental stuff was mm -hmm. the, like, the, the worst thing, I think. Um, and yeah, so I started recovering. But the problem is that it's, it's difficult to try to check when I started to be really good because then lockdown started and in Spain it was really serious. We were not allowed to go out to do anything but groceries, pharmacy and cigarettes. That's it. Yeah. So that was the problem that obviously everybody started with depression and anxiety because of the lockdown. Uh, yeah. But I, I had pretty, pretty good uh, lockdown because I was with my partner by that time. Uh, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, but if, like, you know, I told you when I started the whole process, I was around 70, 75, 80 kilos. When the whole thyroid plus lockdown end up, I, ha I was 120 kilos, which is, for you to know, 265 pounds. So I oh, get wow. like, almost 90 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And that was after you started the meds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then, Do you think that was just from not being able to go outside and exercise? I think a lot of people put weight on. Yeah. During, you know, because we were just bored sitting at home eating. Yeah. Kind of comfort eating because it was, it was like, upsetting. Emotionally. And then, 
Yeah, and then you couldn't really move your body like you normally do. And so, yeah, I think it totally is. Also, my doctor in the hospital, he promised me as soon as you start with the pills, all of the, the weight you, you've gained is going to go off. Uh, and it's not. He, That's a big promise. He promised me that it, everything was because of the thyroid. And it's like, no. Now I know it was emotionally weighed. I just was emotionally bad. So I had anxiety. So I just ate. Yeah. And all of yeah. that. It has nothing to do with the, with, the, with the disease. It has to do with my mental health at that moment, which has to do with the disease. But it's not that when you start the, the pills, you're going to just lose weight like this. It's a, it's a big promise that I think every single doctor makes to girls in Spain when we got diagnosed. And I think they should, should stop doing it. Yeah. That promise gives you hope. And you just yeah. don't do anything. You just wish, oh, it's gonna, the pill is going to do it. The pill is going to do it. No. Yeah. You do it, you know. And <laughs> I, I've lost weight. But now I'm Good. around 7 kilos, which is 215 pounds. So I've right. lost pounds um but i think i've i've been slowly doing it but i've also also made change changes in my life yeah. that but it's not only like a short-time diet but it took me a long time to realize that doctor just lied to me i'm mm -hmm. not because of the pills i have to do something about it mm -hmm. um but yeah it really takes a while to understand everything that thyroid controls in your body. Like, when I got the diagnosis, I was like, no, there's no way I'm losing like hair because of thyroid. There's no way I want to kill myself because of thyroid. There's no way I have brushes all over my body because of thyroid. It's like the amount of things it controls, it's overwhelming actually. It's like, you have to be really, really careful. And now like a few weeks ago, I was, I had a, a rough week and I was crying the whole week. And I was like, shit, is my thyroid okay? Should I, I should check it. Mm. Every single symptom is like, I want to check now. It's like, can you become obsessed with it? Like, I'm not going to let it go a little bit higher, a little bit lower than normal. Because I'm not going to go through that rough time again. Yeah. Yeah, it's worrisome to, to feel like you're ever going to fall back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I remember when I became obsessive over my results and my TSH and my numbers and where I was with my medicine and how was it affecting my TSH and um, it, 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 it consumes you. It can consume you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which, which is not that healthy. You want to be able to live and be happy and enjoy your body and enjoy your relationships without always having that in the back of your mind, though. You know, yeah. it is exhausting. And so when you, okay, so after the lockdown and you were able to go finally recheck everything, they said everything was better and they kept you on that high dose. Yeah. Are you still on that high dose now? Yeah. So on October, I moved, I moved to England. Um, and because of COVID, I didn't know what, when was I going to be able to go back to Spain. So I bought lots of pills like I'm gonna take them all with me to Spain to England to just don't get rid like I cannot get rid of them uh, I need to have pills like it's like it's what keeps me alive you know so I bought a lot 
And then on Christmas, I was able to go to Spain, but I couldn't get a, a doctor's appointment, so I couldn't check. And then I came back to England, and in 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 how is it called? In Easter break, I was meant to go to Spain, but my flight got cancelled, and I only had pills till beginning of July, of June. And I was like, shit, my holidays are in July. Well, I'm I'm gonna. Yeah. I cannot be a whole month without thyroid, like without uh, Ericsson, like no way. So I had to- It's such to a common medicine, you could, but you couldn't get it where you are, uh, where you were? It's just because of Brexit and stuff, uh, you have to do like a lot of paperwork, able to uh, get your, like the permit to live in England, to access uh, public health in England and everything. So it is not that it's difficult, uh, now I have it, but it took me a little bit of time because there was a lot of people asking for the the NHS, like national uh, like national health um, number. So it took me a while, and I finally went to the doctor and I explained to the doctor my whole journey, and she gave me the same dose that I have in Spain, um, which is weird because in here the highest dose they give you is a hundred. Uh, mm. so had to give me a pill. And then at 25 uh, milligrams. Um, and then she told me that we're going to do more tests and stuff and check. She's going to treat me like if I'm a new patient. Mm. Uh, going to do all of the tests and stuff because I told her. My, well, right now I have makeup, obviously. But um, I've always struggled with acne. But when my... I was pretty good before my thyroid started. And when my thyroid started, I had... My face was like awful. And I told her my concerns about, I'm doing a whole skincare routine. I'm like, I'm subscribed to every dermatologist online and my skin is still not good. And I, I'm still struggling to lose weight. Sometimes I have a lot of anxiety. And so she told me, we're gonna do all of the tests and check, maybe there's a vitamin or something. Yeah. It's not okay and we need to just level it um, and stuff. So we are in this process right now to make sure that everything else is fine. Good, I'm glad she actually said that. Like a lot of doctors aren't willing to test nutrients. So yeah, yeah that's good. He's a woman and the one in Spain was a man. So I generally think sometimes we empathize more with women because we are, go through the same things. And the hormonal stuff in women is like really, really, really important. So I think that's why she really uh, treated me that like that much better than in Spain uh, because she really empathized with me. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really thankful. Like, to be fair, I'm really thankful she, she's like this because I was really scared. Like, I'm in England, yeah. even, on, even on my own. I have no family, I have no friends in here. Um, so I was like, if something happens, I have nothing mm -hmm. to do. So your doctor worrying for your, like actually worrying for your health is like, Okay, you're not here just for your money. You're here, you're here because you want to be here and help people. Isn't that so amazing when you actually feel the kindness and the love and the concern come from a doctor versus yep. just you can tell you're just another person yeah. in a room that they give a pill to? Yeah. It's totally yeah. Right. yeah. It's There's probably a lot of really, really fantastic male doctors out there. Um, but I've noticed and I've had the same sort of different treatment with a male yeah. doctor versus a female doctor.
And the, the most in-depth testing I ever got prior to doing it myself was from a female. And she was just so open and willing to listen, give you her time, and then dig. So yeah. that's what you got. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So, wow. So you've gotten your weight under control or your, I love the aha connection moment between like, wait, I was actually eating because I, you know, I was providing myself like comfort and security and it wasn't just because you know, the, the emotional connection, the emotional eating. So you did say you've made a lot of changes yeah. in your life. I'm curious, what is your diet like now? Um, well, before my house, like I come from, from a pretty uh, poor household. Both of my parents had to, like uh, full-time jobs to be able to pay bills and stuff. So it was always, always rice or, pest or pasta plus beef mince or something like that. And that's it. And tomato sauce and carbonara sauce and that's it. Um, so right now, I, I'm starting to like portion my plate and be conscious about, okay, is there enough vegetables in this place? plate? Is there protein in this place? Um, is there uh, like carbs in this plate? Um, like, okay, we don't care if there's less carbs than normal, but we do care if there's enough vegetables and enough protein. And um i i really struggle with red meat um which is good because also my doctor told me it's fine you don't if you eat lentils and stuff for iron um you don't really need red meat but if i'm not eating any any meat or any beef or anything it's like okay do i have anything else to like have my proteins in there um i've been really listening to my body i'm i'm lactose intolerant I never care about it, so I was just drinking normal milk and like, it's fine. It's just a little bit. I'll just go more to the toilet, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's like it's not fine, because maybe my yeah. acne been worse because of that, uh, and probably mm. is. Um, like it's not that I'm going more to the toilet. Is that something in my body is not gonna work? Okay, um, and I had a huge obsession. I, I still have it, but I, I try to control myself. A huge obsession with uh with cheese, like every single mm. type, like everything. Like I would see cheese, and it's not that I would eat a little bit; it's that I would not stop eating until I finish the whole cheese. Um. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. I get it. <laughs> really careful. Um. With that, mm -hmm. black toys. So it's like a little bit. It's fine but also lots of fats and stuff is not gonna like help me if i want to lose weight you know and, and also just so you know that's not the you're not the first person that has told me that i remember <laughs> when i was talking to a, one of my clients and i was like all right we gotta cut out dairy and she was like <laughs> she literally like screamed it like not my cheese <laughs> i was like you'll survive i promise and you'll feel better and we can help you find other treats, you know? And like, yeah, that's a thing. It's an emotional connection. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For me, always um, food has been emotionally. Like every time I had a problem, food was still there. Yeah. 
your bestie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just yeah, I get it. I have not so, heard when I eat in, in time and I cannot taste anything. And I was telling my mom, I do want to eat. And she was like, but if you have no appetite, why do you want to eat? It's like, just because I love food. I'm a foodie. Um, and that's the huge problem. Like, when I find out, because you told me about the eggs in the morning, I was like, shit. Sorry, I don't know if we can swear. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I really rocked the world with that one. I had, <laughs> oh my gosh, I had so many people just go, no! <laughs> I was like, shit, sorry guys. I saw that real, like the, the egg in the morning thing. And I was like, I'm in England. The typical English breakfast has eggs on it. Every, yeah, I mean everything, everything. Did I know I I ate eggs every morning too. I literally looked forward to them. I was like, I'm getting dressed. I'm gonna go make my eggs. It's so good. And you know, but then you're just sick, and you don't feel good. And then you get the bloating, and you don't you can't poo, and you're just like, Bleh. I don't feel good. You know. And we're not taught to connect that particular food. We're taught to connect dairy. We're taught yeah. to connect gluten. We're taught to connect possible meat or protein because it's just harder to digest or even like nuts and seeds because they can be harder to digest. But eggs has been like on the silver platter up here in the clouds, like I'm eggs, I'm perfect and I don't do anything. And that reel really showed me how many people actually severely react to them like people were telling me like i will eat eggs and vomit i will eat eggs and have this and i'm like wow you know and then or and then like the more like middle ground of like i have really bad brain fog after I eat eggs and i'm like it's all coming together you guys like look at the connection here um, my girlfriend she has no thyroid like she has nothing but you told me something a few months ago, like every time I eat um, egg whites, I have a headache. And I was like, how the hell can that happen? Like, no way. There's no way. And she actually does. And it's like, she has uh, a what when she eats egg whites? A headache. Like an actual, like if it would have been like migraine, something that hard, every time she eats egg whites. Wow. What the hell? Like, did you watch my video? I don't remember. I did send it to you. Yeah, you sent it to me. I have Did, what? I have. I'm really sorry. I, I I'm about to read everything and. Uh oh. Oh, sorry. The connection oh. has been really. Yeah. Glitchy. So you're back. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna encourage you to watch it with her because it would yeah. probably help her understand why and how these headaches are on onset. So. Wow. Well, your story is, thank you so much for opening up about the thank more you. deeper personal side of struggling. Yeah. I know it's hard to talk about, I was ready to kill myself. It is really good. The egg video, <laughs> the eggs video. <laughs> yeah. <Well>, I... <laughs> thank you. It's shocking. Uh, but it's good. You guys got to know this stuff. You know, it's my job to teach you, you know, and I teach you based on what I've learned through my healing journey. So yeah. it's, 
a lot of these, all of the shocks and the shock points and the moments I put you guys through, I had to go through too. So I can also <laughs> empathize with the like, oh shit, did you just say that? So um, yeah, but um, anyways, um, the 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 suicidal stuff and the emotional eating. This is the spectrum of how far and wide struggling with health conditions goes into the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, and then the physical suffering, obviously, like, it's so hard. And if you don't, can't find the answers, and the doctors especially are telling you you're fine, or the process of figuring out what's wrong with you, it's all just so exhausting. And I'm, I'm happy you figured out what's going on with you and you got your answers and you've been very diligent in taking care of yourself. I encourage you to keep going. There is always light at the end of the tunnel. And since you're now following me and you're in my world, um, <laughs> I just want to remind you and everyone else that At the end of the day, honestly, your body loves you and your body is fighting for you. And even though it doesn't seem like it, it really is. And it really does love you and it is there for you. And there is, there are, and there are always reasons why we suffer. And no one is just crazy, lazy, weak, or defective. I love that line. No one is crazy, lazy, weak, or defective. And there are many, many ways that you can help yourself and you can feel better. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'm noticing is I'm getting a lot of you younger women. I started, and, and I don't know why, like the other day I asked myself, like, why is this surprising? Because I was like 20... I always forget. I was like 29 or 30. I just will never forget when I was on my 30th birthday. I was sitting on the couch. My mom was next to me and I was bawling my eyes out because I was like, this is the worst birthday ever, ever. I'm turning 30 and I got a new diagnosis. You know, I'm going into my 30s with a diagnosis. And so, but you know, you always start struggling ahead of that. Yeah. So I was probably in my late 20s when I started getting sick. And a lot of you younger women, it's, it, it seems to be affecting younger and younger. And I started thinking about this when I was talking to you and I got another message last night from a girl in Sweden. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Cool. So, okay. Um, I don't gonna... know if you heard what I said. Yeah, the girl. <laughs> Okay. You were saying, yeah, the girl in Sweden, you were saying. Yeah. And so it just keeps buffering. <laughs> it just keeps buffering. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so I just really feel even more empowered or like more. Like I just want to do more and get the message out more of how 
and why and what's going on and, and be able to help because I want, I don't, you know, I want you younger generation girls to be able to live and to love and to enjoy your lives. You know, you're in such fun age, like years of life, you know, and I don't want you suffering. So um, I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing all of that. And um, in closing, if you found this episode valuable, please leave a comment below so she can feel your love. And one of the reasons also I started this is so that we can develop friendships and so we can reach out to each other and so we can talk to each other. You never know, maybe there's someone in your part of the world and you can become friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my first client lives like an hour from me and I would love to have a meetup with her. And you know, like we need these bonds. We need each other more than ever. The women of this world, we need each other. Yeah. And um, I know uh, that there are so many more of you that have your story, your powerful situation. And I want to hear from you. I want to bring you on. So please, if this at all impacted you or you're feeling called to share your story, please DM me and let me know so I can get you scheduled on the calendar. Um, we all have to speak up and speak out so that we can, we can continue to connect and heal the women of this world as a tribe. So you'll, uh, if you're catching the replay, you can, um, also share this link with your friends or family, someone else who's struggling. Um, the best way to share it is from my YouTube page. I upload all of these to my YouTube page under a playlist for Thursday Thyroid Talks. And um, again, if you're interested in, in volunteering, please just hit me up. So it was really nice to meet you. And I look forward. Yeah. Thank you. Really, really thank you. I wish I had someone um, to give me that information when I was going through that. So I think it's really, really helpful what you're doing and like really continue doing it because you are doing a good job. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> we can always blame Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang moodiness. All right, sweetheart. Well, I will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Thank All you. Right. Have Bye, everyone. Bye.